Hi everyone, this is Reading Between the Legs, a original podcast about women's health from a real woman talking about all things gynecological. Today's episode, we are going to follow up on episode one, talking about the gynecologist and kind of just going over how to find a gynecologist. I'm going to talk about some experiences that myself and some listeners have had And then just about the process in general of finding a gynecologist and kind of what that looks like. This might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I felt that it was important to make this after one of my friends reached out to me after listening to episode one and was like, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, you're going to kill me. But I just finished your episode and I have to tell you, I've never been to the gynecologist. And she's 26 years old. Um, She is sexually active and I was beyond shocked, not because of any of those things, but because I really just did not expect to hear that from her. Um, But it's definitely not surprising. Um, There are so many young women who have never been because they just don't think that they need to go, you know, because nothing's happening actively that they're concerned about. Um, Or they are, as my friend was, um, afraid. And she said, you know, I listened to your episode and I heard about your experience and I just wanted to talk a little bit more about it because I've never felt comfortable asking anyone. I've looked on Google a couple of times, like what to expect, but like, would you walk me through, you know, again, like what the appointment was like? And I was like, absolutely. And so we talked about it. And honestly, I was just so grateful that the podcast episode opened up that conversation because that's all that I want. I want these episodes to start conversations to provide solidarity um, because some of these episodes, the content is going to be a little hard. Um, Like today's episode, I just want to go ahead and put out a um, possible trigger warning. Um, I am going to be sharing uh, from one of my listeners um, an experience where she felt like the male doctor that she was seeing was inappropriate with her. And I just want to preface this now because I'm going to read exactly what she sent me because I think it's important that we talk about these things, but I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable or for, again, it to possibly trigger something and you have no uh, preparation. Um, And I will restate this again before I read the submission, but I did just want to go ahead and put that out there at the beginning of the episode um, that we will be talking about possibly um, some more graphic details today. Um, But again, I just feel it's so important to discuss these things. I after making my first episode and putting out some content on Instagram, which if you have not, follow us. Um, We are on Instagram as rbtl.podcast. So definitely check us out. Um, But I posted on Instagram some just about like, you know, different polls asking just some standard questions like, are you afraid of the gynecologist? And I was shocked, but honestly so happy to see that majority said that they weren't. Um, which is amazing. And I love that. And I do have um, some positive experiences to share as well today about um, going to the gynecologist. But I did feel that it was important to talk about the negative experiences because it's it's a real possibility. And I hate that it happens. And it is so unfortunate um, that it is common that women um, and young girls uh, experience this. But again, I felt it was important to cover all aspects of what it can be like to go to the gynecologist and how to find one. So in episode one, I know I talked about opening up at the gynecologist and kind of what that was like, Um, but I kind of want to now switch to just how to find a gynecologist that's right for you, what that process looks like, and why it is so important to advocate yourself as a patient when you are in these consultations, when you are in these appointments, because at the end of the day, it could be vital for you and it could save your life. 
Um, to start off, I just wanted to talk about kind of my process of how I even came to find the gynecologist that I first ever saw. Um, the doctor that I went to the first time had been um, the doctor that my older sister had seen. So it was kind of like an easy way for me to just like have a referral. Um, my sister had had a great experience. And so I just went with that doctor. And she was amazing. And because she was so amazing, her schedule was always booked. I mean, even a year out to book like my annual, she was like busy and it was insane, but also not shocking because she was a really, really good doctor. Um, but I saw her, I want to say twice and she was awesome. And if I look back and I think about it, I kind of think that's what set me up for failure because she was so amazing. And unfortunately, like not all doctors are like that. And so, you know, I went into looking for my next doctor with the expectations that I would receive the care that I had from my first one. Um, I'm going to call her Dr. E. So I saw Dr. E for about a year before I realized, okay, like I'm never going to be able to get in and see her. And if something were to happen and, you know, I needed to get just a, um, not like a wellness visit, but a problem visit, it was like nearly impossible. So I started um, to see, we're going to call her Dr. B. So Dr. B was the second doctor I ever saw. And I don't want to say that she was a bad doctor because she did her job well and, and, and efficiently. But that being said, Dr. B was very, very just blunt to the point. Um, any conversations that we tried to have about um, just health concerns, any questions that I had, I felt like she was always quick to just like diminish them and she didn't really want to talk about them. Um, I remember two appointments specifically. Um, I had gotten upset because I was just uncomfortable with um, the speculum, which is what they use um, to open up your vaginal canal to look at your cervix, um, which also, again, we are going to be using real medical terms. So I just want to put that out there. Um, as we talk about these things, I'm going to use the correct you know, terms for anatomy and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, I was a little uncomfortable by the speculum and I asked her to take it out and if I could take a minute and just like kind of gather myself because it was it was just uncomfortable. And Dr. B got really upset with this and she was like, the exam is almost over. Like, can you not just lay there and like, let's finish this? And it was, that was baffling to me. Um, I ended up just laying there and letting her finish because I was so, um, I felt so embarrassed and ashamed that I would ask for that. Um, uh, but at the end of it, I sat up and, you know, I tried to talk to her a little bit about why I felt uncomfortable and she just wanted no part of it. She was like, right, well, next time, like, we'll just try and you know, I guess do it back. Like there was just no empathy from her. Um, and not to say that again, she was a bad doctor because she did her job and, you know, she did what she needed to do. But from a care standpoint, we were not on the same page. Um, and then the second experience that I had um, with her, I um, thought that I had something very wrong. And when I went into my appointment, I was clearly upset. And when I sat down to talk to her and had like a consultation just about what my concerns were, um, she literally looked at me and she was like, I don't know why you're crying. Like, this is a very common thing. But for me, it was uncommon because I had never experienced anything like that. And I didn't, I, you know, didn't know what was going on. Um, and just to give a brief little synopsis, I was just having breakthrough bleeding from my pill um, because it wasn't the right birth control pill for me. Um, and so I thought something was wrong because I had never spotted in between periods before. And I knew that that could be a sign of 
a multitude of things. And so I went in very concerned and she was just like, this happens all the time and you don't need to be worried about this. So needless to say, I stopped seeing Dr. B and I looked for a third option. Um, I came across this third doctor, um, we're going to call her Dr. L and she was amazing. I had no issues with her, but then she, um, had to go on maternity leave, which is kind of funny because she was an OBGYN doctor. Um, but then I started seeing, um, a PA, which is a physician's assistant, um, within that same practice and had an amazing experience with her. And then another doctor who I saw, um, a couple times when, you know, the PA wasn't available and, she was also incredible. And I kind of went back between, back and forth between, um, you know, this other doctor and then, uh, the PA and had no complaints. Um, was actually able to talk about my experiences and had one of the most memorable appointments that I will never forget with the PA. Um, I wish I could say her name, but I will not for just like, you know, protection of like that practice. And also I just honestly don't even know if I can, but anyways, um, I had told her about the appointment with Dr. B that I mentioned earlier and how I had gotten upset because of the speculum and I was uncomfortable and how I just felt really diminished. And that kind of just created a reoccurring, you know, episode for me. Every time I would go to the gynecologist, I would just kind of get a little fearful about the speculum and stuff like that. And I explained to her like why it did bother me and stuff. And I remember like getting choked up and she like walked over and gave me a tissue, but she like, you know, put her hand on my back and she said, you are so brave for doing this and don't let anybody tell you different, which only made me cry harder. Like, come on. I know y'all have probably been in an experience like that where you're like trying to keep it together. And then somebody says something like, LOL. Do you guys hear Dazzle in the background? Anyways, I know I gave her a shout out possibly in the first episode. I'm sorry. Um, but if I didn't, I have a dog. Her name is Dazzle. She's a pit lab and she's kind of wandering around. Um, and again, <laughs> these episodes aren't going to be edited because I just want to like talk through all my thoughts, but, um, that was her doing a little stretch in the background. If you did hear that, um, and I'll post a picture of her on Instagram, but anyway, sorry, let's get back to the doctor. Um, but yeah, so that was an awesome experience for me that empowered me, but also that really was a moment for me of realizing what I wanted for myself from the doctor and what I wanted my experiences to be like when I did have my appointments. I wanted to be able to talk about my concerns, talk about my past experiences and feel heard and feel seen. And, you know, that was just really important for me. Um, but then when I moved to Charleston, that was like my biggest fear was that, you know, how am I going to find a doctor that will do, you know, that for me as well? Um, and I did a lot of online reading. My um, older sister helped me and she um, looked up some doctors as well. And we came across a practice and I was like going through all the doctors and I didn't really know which one to land on. And ironically, around that same time, I was out shopping and I overheard a conversation of one of the other customers talking about how she was out running errands. She had to go to, um, the gyno and stuff like just like really casual conversation, which I think is awesome that, you know, she was just like chatting about that. And basically she was just saying that she had just gone to her doctor and, you know, had found out that she needed to get some stuff taken care of and that she was really thankful for the doctor that she was seeing because of how she was going about it. And I just summoning all courage that I could walked over to her and I was like, hi, I'm so sorry, like not to like be listening in on your conversation, but 
I did just move here and I am looking for a gyno. Would you mind sharing with me who you're seeing? And she was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. And <laughs> shared with me and that's who I ended up seeing. And incredible. I am so grateful for that experience. And I feel like that was like a divine intervention because the doctor that I saw um, here in Charleston is amazing. And it's really exciting because I think, again, that like being able to find a really good doctor for the OBGYN is important because typically these doctors are who are also going to help you um, if you ever get to the point of family planning. And, you know, you're going to want to be with a doctor who's going to be able to guide you through the process of pregnancy, um, trying to conceive and, you know, having the baby. And I think it's really important that you're able to find the doctor that is going to be able to advocate for you. Um, during all of those experiences. Um, but like I said earlier, um, this is my experience. These were my goods and, you know, bad. And now I want to talk about um, an experience that was sent into me. And this is um, the part of the episode that I mentioned earlier, where um, I do just want to put out a um, their trigger warning for just um, Possible content um, that will make anyone who has experienced um, sexual assault or sexual harassment um, uncomfortable. Um, so I had a listener um, send me a experience that she had when I went to the gynecologist. Um, I put out a poll on a uh, group that I'm in on Facebook and just said, you know, hey, I'm doing this podcast on women's health and I'm looking for some insight on some different topics. And one of them was experiences of the gynecologist. Um, and so listener wrote into me and she said that the first time I went to the gynecologist in the United States, I was 20 years old. I knew that there was something going on and wanted to just go in for a public exam. And when I got there, they refused to give me an exam because they said, typically you don't start actively getting exams until you are 21. And that I did not need to worry about my vaginal health at my age, but I told them I knew that there was something wrong and that I was not leaving until they gave me a checkup. I did end up having BV, which is bacterial vaginosis. It's a very common infection um, that women can get. Um, and she needed antibiotics. I never got an apology from the office for them not wanting to see me. And I just have to say that I have also had an experience like this. Um, I called into the doctor and explained, um, you know, I was having some issues uh, with just feeling like I possibly had an ovarian cyst and I just like wasn't sure what was going on and I was having some abdominal pain and um, they were like, oh, just like take some Advil, like you'll probably be fine. Um, this is also when I was still seeing Dr. B, who I had that not great experience with and I think that was just kind of like the vibe there with that doctor and her nurse, unfortunately, was that they were just very dismissive. And unfortunately, that is um, sometimes common in um, the OBGYN field, but I would say for the most part, um, the doctors and nurses that are coming today are very, very keen to empowering women, hearing women, um, and making sure that women uh, get what they need. So I love that. Um, but the second time that this listener went, um, and this is where the uh, trigger warning uh, really needs to go out. Um, I'm going to read this straight through. Um, so... She said, the second time I went to the gynecologist, it was at a different clinic. I was hoping to have a better experience here. I wanted a female doctor, but they said that she was out and I would need to come in on a different day, on a different day when she would be there. So I pulled up to the clinic on the day that they said she would be here and she was still not there. And the only doctor available was a man. 
I was very reluctant, but I knew that I needed the exam, so I agreed. The first thing that he did when he came in the room was put his hand on my upper thigh. I was naked from the waist down, except for that little cover-up that they give you to put over your legs. And being a doctor, he definitely knew that I was practically naked, so I was immediately weirded out that he thought it was appropriate to touch my thigh like that. Then during the exam, I was really nervous and wearing a face mask and glasses, so the combination of those two things caused my glasses to fog up quite a bit. When he was done, I sat up and took my glasses off and was waving them in the air to defog them. He looked at me and started laughing and said, wow, I really caused you to work up a sweat, didn't I? I was extremely uncomfortable that he would say such a thing to me after literally having his hands near my vagina. I didn't say anything then, but I really wish that I had. I ended up calling him at the office once I was home and letting and let him know that I didn't find the way that he spoke to me appropriate in the slightest and that I would be filing a formal complaint against him, but nothing came from that complaint. He was super old, by the way, and the only man that worked at this clinic. I was honestly blown away by both the experiences that I had at the gynecologist, and they were just awful. I cried after both of them, and I couldn't believe that for the first time I ever went, I had to basically beg to be examined. And the second one, just how disgusting it was that some creepy old man would speak to me like that. I'm not sure if anybody else has had bad experiences with an OBGYN like this, but I just felt like it was worth sharing. So first of all, I just want to say that if you, as a listener, know anyone or you yourself have ever experienced something like this, I I just am so sorry. Um, my heart breaks for you, and I wish that there was more that could be done. Um, I know that men in uh, the OBGYN field is like very much a controversial topic. Um, there are women who um, have male gynecologists and think that they're great, and that's awesome. I think that that is amazing that you're able to have that relationship, um, but I've also heard that there are many women and younger women who have experienced very uncomfortable appointments. Um, this listener, specifically her experience, um, it breaks my heart and it makes me sick to read. I also cannot say, though, how proud I am of you um, for filing your complaint. And I just can't say the courage that that took to be able to speak out against um, a doctor, especially, um, is so brave. And I hope that if anyone is listening to this, this encourages you to always advocate for yourself. If you ever experience anything like this in the slightest from any doctor, male or female, that you speak up for yourself and you either file a complaint or you call somebody and you talk about it because this cannot continue to happen. Um, but I did want to share this experience because part of reading between the legs is creating solidarity. And I know that this listener who submitted this is not the only person who has experienced this. And there are probably a lot of young ladies who are living in fear of the gynecologist and feeling very silenced because they had something like this happen and they don't want to go back. And they don't think that there is a doctor out there that can make them feel safe and that can provide them with the care that they truly need. And I just want to tell you that that is not true. There is a doctor out there that wants to listen to you and listen to your concerns and your, you know, desire for health care for yourself and advocate for that for you as well. And if it takes two doctors, three doctors, four doctors, that's okay. And that's the importance of also having a consultation appointment with the doctor. I think it's very important that when you schedule, you know, the exam 
that you possibly ask if you can just have a consultation with the doctor, whether that's over the phone or you do meet with them beforehand, where you're able to express your concerns, your needs, your wants, and get a feel for the doctor, see how they respond to you. And if you feel like they're not giving you the emotions that you need or the responses that you need, you just politely thank them for meeting with you and you go on to the next doctor. You don't have to stay with the one doctor that you meet. And honestly, even if you've been seeing a doctor for, let's say, a couple visits and then something happens and it really changes your perspective, even then you can change doctors. You never have to be limited to one doctor that you've seen before. And I just really want to stress the importance of, again, finding a doctor that not only listens to you, but will advocate for you as well. Um, I have a friend who went through a very uh, troubling pregnancy and she wasn't really sure where, you know, she should land with her options. And her doctor advocated for her and spoke to her about what she could do and what would possibly be best for her and, and listen to her. And I have heard so many, you know, experiences on the other hand where younger girls especially have gone and voiced concerns and again, they were diminished. And that's why it's just so important that you really advocate for yourself. You find a doctor that wants to advocate for you and help you through any of your appointments, whether they are wellness visits, whether they are annual exams, or they are problematic visits, or they are going to be procedures. Having a doctor that's willing to talk you through your appointments, answer your questions, and listen to you is so, so important. So I just wanted to kind of wrap up what we've talked about today and really just try to encourage any listeners out there that if you have been putting off your annual exam or a checkup in general with your gynecologist that you really look into making that appointment. Um, if you are local to the Charleston area or the Atlanta area, um, I would love to give you any recommendations if you are looking for a doctor. If you are not local to those areas, um, but you're still needing some guidance, feel free to still reach out through direct message on Instagram and I have a lot of friends that live in a lot of different places, and I feel like we could possibly be able to find somebody that might be a good fit for you. But at the end of the day, you are the only person that can truly advocate for yourself and truly speak up for what you need. And I don't want to get like fired up and like overly passionate, but I am just very, very moved by the submission from one of the listeners and just hearing from other people who I didn't share their stories, what their experience was like. And again, there are really, really awesome doctors out there. And I know countless of my friends who love the relationship that they have with their gynecologist. Every time they go, they get positive encouragement. You know, they get good, good advice and they feel seen and they feel heard. And I am so just happy that we're able to receive care like that. But I also know that there is a very, very sad and unfortunate flip side to that. And there are many women who have experienced the exact opposite. And my heart goes out to you. I'm with you. And I have walked through that, um, not as serious as some of you has. And again, I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. But I just wanted to let you know that you're not alone. And just keep working and trying to find that doctor that's the right fit for you. And I'm very confident and I do believe that, again, with resources that we have today, with the way that 
these new doctors and these new nurses are coming um, around our age with this fresh mindset of what women's health care should look like. I really feel that we are making positive changes in the OBGYN field. And I hope that from listening to this episode, again, it encourages you to make your appointment. It encourages you to find the doctor that's right for you. It encourages you to speak up for yourself if something has happened that you know is not right. And it also encourages you if you have experienced any of these things and felt like you're alone. You're not, and I see you. You're loved, and we're here for you. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I know it might have been a little bit heavier, um, and I do want to say that going forward, there might be some episodes that, um, again, contain content like this. I think it's all a part of keeping this real and um, it being, you know, truthful because these are things that can happen. Um, These are honest experiences, but it is Tuesday and um, I'm sorry that I'm posting this on Wednesday, but I did a little poll and I wanted to see what day would work best as far as Tuesdays and Thursdays or Wednesdays and Fridays. And I did land on Wednesdays and Fridays because I want to do something fun with Fridays being that it is Friday. Um, which will include um, a giveaway for our next episode. So stick around for um, episode three coming on Friday um, for a fun giveaway. And I just want to, again, say thank you to everyone who listened to this. Um, My name is Elizabeth. This is Reading Between the Legs, and I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye, guys.